Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Wednesday, September 14th. It is not a whatever Wednesday because we're still rolling on our Union Bank and Trust $1 million big give. And we have a special guest, Senator Suzanne Geist, who just announced that she's running for mayor of Lincoln, Nebraska. So we're happy to uh, be the first ones to get an interview um, right after the announcement that was at 3 p.m. today at Momo's Pizzeria. Um, Love Momo's. But I also have to laugh because Johnny Cadillac is still producing the show, and I am yep. Jack Riggins, the host. <laughs> um, and Johnny's like singing the intro off mic while <laughs> yes, the intro's going. And I'm like, how am I supposed to get into the show now? I've got, you know, a mayor candidate, a state senator sitting in, in the studio, and Johnny's singing along with the intro. With jo- the commander, yeah, Jack Riggins. Yeah, Johnny, you never cease to amaze me with your wrestling background. Um, <laughs> So what's the uh, what's the temperature and what does it feel oh, thank like? You. That's what I yep, want to know. Yeah, that's right. It is 92, but it feels like 94, Lincoln. All right. Uh, so that means it's a little toasty out there. We've had some dry run at it these last couple days. But it says Thursday there's might be some thunderstorms as well as Saturday. Um, looking forward to Saturday's big Oklahoma game. Uh, just because, you know, I'm a Husker fan like everybody should be, and this is just an all-time rivalry, whether our team's good or their team's good, just to see Oklahoma versus Nebraska in Memorial Stadium is something everyone should tune into. Um, there's just If you grew up in the 70s and 80s, 90s, probably before, there was nothing better than to see the guys in red versus the guys in that pukey color <laughs> that is Oklahoma. <laughs> so encourage everybody uh, to get behind the Huskers and to just watch really a historic event because we might not see this matchup in a long time. You know, I just found out yesterday I'm going to the game on Saturday. I know you did. Yeah. Magic. That's what we do. We do magic here in yeah. the studio. Well, magic's great. Well, um, Senator Suzanne Geist now... May Oral Candidate Geist, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you. It's good to be here. Um, wow. Nobody runs for mayor. People know I had an exploratory committee, but I'm a little <laughs> too brash, so I'm happy you're running. I think a <laughs> a great conservative and someone that knows the game. Um, why did you choose to run for mayor? Um You know, I said in my speech today that uh, my family that I married into, my husband's family, the Geist family, has been in this city for almost a century. Wow. Five generations of Geists have lived here, and we love this city and are committed to its its success. Um, And beyond that, what I have observed is that it's a time where I feel like our priorities are a little bit off. Um, I'm running on a platform that is pro uh, uh, public safety. Um, we need good roads and infrastructure. And we also um, need a, an open, welcoming business climate. And I think we've gotten off of what city priorities should be. City government is really not about who has an R or a D behind their name and what their agenda is. It has to do with serving the people of the city of Lincoln. And that's why I'm running. I want to change our priorities, get back to what the nuts and bolts of city business are, 
and highlight those and then prioritize those with our spending, with the things that that help make uh, a better life experience for the people that live in Lincoln. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think in today's time, it's easy to get agenda driven and, you know, whether it be international or national Mm -hmm. and sometimes forget about the people that you're immediately serving and focusing on their needs and, you know, in the uniqueness that is Lincoln, Nebraska with its diversity. You mentioned infrastructure. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get frustrated over that and we've seen a lot of money flowing around with that tagline Mm -hmm. but you're talking the hard infrastructure certainly there's social infrastructure that needs to be made always but you're talking about going back to roads Roads, bridges streets um having a plan for how is the city going to expand how are we going to partner with developers how are we going to partner with business and schools when we build a school are we going to have adequate infrastructure to feed that school as far as uh, roads go. Can teenagers drive on this road safely? Things like that. We're not talking all the other things that can be tagged and thrown in that bucket, but the old-fashioned what is city business role of infrastructure. Yeah, and and I think that that gets lost, and we're in a city with a lot of different climates. Growth, I mean, the new South Beltway, which right. provides opportunities for the way things are going to be zoned and, mm-hmm. and how we build and what we build. Um, law and order, uh, big, big, if not my number one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you mentioned public safety, and it's not just the police, it's LFR. Right. But how has what you've seen over the last year impacted your decision and what are some of the things that you want the city to move towards with public safety? That's a good question, Jack. One of the things that I have uh, really focused and dug in on legislatively is law enforcement, corrections, the whole issue of um, public safety. And uh, it, it's alarming, frankly, to read the paper every morning And it's not every morning, but I would say it's regularly that we have a new article out about a shooting, a stabbing, uh, a robbery. And my focus is to make sure that our law enforcement, LFR, uh, EMTs, anyone who's in security, they have, as far as the city is concerned, they have every tool at their disposal to do their job. Um, I do think we've taken our eye off the ball a bit in that arena, and it's important that in every sector of the city, people feel safe at night, they feel safe in their neighborhood, and they feel safe in their business. Yeah, one of the last, um, I want to say shootings or stabbings, and, and to be honest, folks, you can say, Jack, you're going crazy on this, but if you just follow KLIN on Twitter, Our newsroom does a fantastic job of always just putting out the stories. And if you see how many times that there is a shooting, there was an armed robbery, I believe, yesterday, uh, a knife, uh, you know, stabbing, um, I think you'd be appalled. And as we dig through that, there's been some good things with getting the police money. Right. But we are what I call backsliding. You know, we're slowly creeping you know, into some lawlessness and some things, even though our men and women are doing phenomenal. Right. But I worry about the golden 300,000 number Mm -hmm. and crime starts to take off. And so we need to prepare for the future. Right. As well. 
in that, um, what do you see with regard to some of the issues that you will face in your campaign that you know opponents on the Democratic side um, say will champion? Some differences. As far as law enforcement goes? Well, let's start with law enforcement. Um, well, one of the things that, that I think is important to be for is making sure that we have an environment where law enforcement feels like um, they can thrive. And um, I believe it's important for people to feel like not only do they have job security, but they have security within their sphere of business where if something happens there someone's going to have their back yeah so not only do we need and will i provide an administration that would have the back not only of law enforcement lfr um, emts first responders of all types um, we also need to have an environment that welcomes them and i know the citizens of lincoln are love their uh, officers they do uh, that's the the feedback i've received from officers who i speak with say that the citizens love us and i i'm so glad um my administration will go probably a step further and say not only will the citizens love you but we will have your back yeah you're speaking to the policies that match up with the citizenry that supports law and order and the men and women in uniform. Yes. And I would also say, I mean, it goes without saying, folks, you're talking about increasing retention. You're talking about attraction of the job. Yes. I mean, these are metrics that can be decided down at City Hall, um, working with the police chief. And I would also say, think about it. You don't want to respond to a crisis and have to worry about your public maybe you know, rioting or being anti-police when you're there to help exactly. or respond. And, and folks, some cities, especially a lot of Democratic-led cities in this country, have slid into that problem. And that's something we don't want here. You mentioned businesses, and I think this is interesting because I would say we have very awesome small business environment here to a degree. And we also have some large businesses that have been stalwarts in Lincoln. Mm -hmm. However, we need to continue to attract diverse um, jobs, that entrepreneurial spirit. Right. What are some of your thoughts on how we do that moving forward that your administration would, would continue to expand? One of the things that, that I've heard and um, have some pretty close contact with is people that, that say they love Lincoln, they want to do business in Lincoln, but it's so hard. There are so many hurdles that are put in front of businesses that make doing business in Lincoln harder than some other cities. So my administration will be all about asking, why is that? Looking at those hurdles, some of them may be necessary, some of them may be not. But our intention will be to eliminate hurdles to innovative, creative business. Mm -hmm. um, we want young people moving into our community. And when businesses can cater to that sector of our uh, population, we want to encourage that. And so um, that's what my administration will be about, saying yes as much as we can, opening doors, not closing them. And um, I'm committed to that. I think we can make this a more thriving community. It is thriving now. We have some businesses that, because of COVID, 
have closed. We need to backfill that and then continue to grow. And that's what our focus will be. Yeah, there's always a lot of talk. Everybody goes for, you know, big names and things, and you think that'll be great for your city. And I'll just throw this out there. You know, like Amazon, like we could get Amazon. But COVID and the times over the last couple of years really hurt small business. Right. They, they, they hurt local leaders. And what it sounds like you're saying is we're going to take care of our own first, and mm-hmm. we're going to continue to look, you know, nation, international, to bring in the right type of businesses yes. to Lincoln. Yes, and actually the creativity that exists here in Lincoln now, we could backfill what we've lost through COVID and expand with what we have now, as long as we eliminate those barriers that keep people from coming in or keep people from entering the market. Yeah. And so. No, great answers. Uh, very thorough. And, and, and I think audience, you know, you're getting to know a new candidate, you know, for mayor. Um, it's an important race. I talk about this a lot on the show. More than likely there could be changes, but you would look at a six to one Democratic right. city council. How will you go about working with them? Number one, I would spend time getting to know each one individually. I would spend time at least once a month, one-on-one, finding out what are their priorities, what are the things that they see in their district that they represent that they would like to move forward. What are the things we can partner on? I'm sure there's some things that we would disagree on that happens, whether they would be a Democrat, a Republican, or independent. That doesn't matter. We're not going to be totally aligned on everything. But the things that I believe are city priorities, we can all agree on. And I look forward to the opportunity of partnering with them and pushing forward some of their agenda items that they would like to see passed. Yeah, that's that's a great answer. We're on with uh, mayoral candidate Suzanne Geist, State Senator Suzanne Geist, announced she's running for mayor today at 3 p.m. We're breaking the story or the first interview here on Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, one that's maybe not a fair question, but the listeners are always, uh, well, they know I'm crazy about this issue. <laughs> if you were the mayor and you went back to the data that we were seeing, supposedly, from the health director and things like that, mm-hmm. Do you think we were overreaching a little bit with the second mass mandate? Would you see that problem a little bit different given the rest of the state was not in that mass mandate, but Lincoln continued down that for another six months? Right. How would you evaluate that? You put me on the spot, but I can take it, Jack. That's all right. Actually, uh, I'll tell you, I have a bit of indigestion when it comes to government mandates. Um Things like that are, are just make me a bit queasy. Um, one of the things that I would do differently is make, if we had a mandate, which I would be very hesitant to mandate, um, but let's say we did, I would make sure that my administration would, would hold each individual accountable, not a business accountable for people that come into the business. It, I found it. Uh, a conflict of interest for a business owner who's struggling through COVID to have to police what people in their establishment did. That should be my personal responsibility, not the business owner's responsibility. Um, 
And it should be every Americans and Lincolnites. If there's a mandate put out um, by city government and we're a government for the people, by the people, then we as individuals have the responsibility, just like we do to other laws or other mandates. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a good answer. And I think it's a fair question and answer in this time period Mm -hmm. of potential pandemics and things like that. Where can the audience find you for this mayor candidate? SuzanneGeistForMayor.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on, I have a website and um, I will be visible in the community. I'm available and happy to meet with people, with groups, um, businesses, people that have a different perspective than mine. I'm also happy to meet with them. Uh, I think we need to start looking towards uniting Lincoln around one voice, one vision, and uh, moving this city forward with a common interest. And so I'm committed to doing that and available if anyone would like to sit down and get to know me a little better. Well, get to know your candidates. Uh, Suzanne Geist running for mayor on here right away, starting her campaign. Um, I think very cut and dry on some of the issues right now and her motivation. And folks, this is how we get better. And like she said, ultimately, she wants to get the priorities of the city right and and turn the city back over to the people of Lincoln. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. All right. What do we got coming back? We've got uh, Union Bank and Trust, the $1 million big give. Uh, We have Kathy Martinez from Autism Network coming on next. Uh, Look forward to that. And uh, we'll keep rolling here on Drive Time Lincoln, 1400 AM, 99.3 FM. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, uh, Wednesday, September 14th, uh, bottom of the hour here, just a quick two minutes. Um, we just had uh, State Senator Suzanne Geist on, now mayoral candidate in Lincoln, Nebraska, Geist. Announced her candidacy at 3 p.m. today, so happy to have that first interview I know we've got it up on KLIN.com as well. Uh, Nebraska Examiner has a good article out. Um, Yeah, well, we've got our first official candidate in the mayor's race, and uh, I thought uh, she articulated uh, why uh, she's running for mayor, some of the things she sees differently, her platform, law and order, infrastructure, Business, not just big business, but small business, you know, getting back to the basics of old school Lincoln, Nebraska and serving each other and really turning the city back over to the people opposed to maybe what some feel is, you know, outward national agendas coming into the city. And uh, and I thought also, you know, talking about how to work with the city council, very smart um, to get to know people and uh some differences on mandates and and COVID and things like that, right? Um, just philosophically. Um, all right, we're going to have Autism Network on next, part of the Union Bank and Trust $1 million big give, 1400 AM, 99.3 F. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. 
Drive, I'm Lincoln, with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're back on uh, Wednesday, September 14th. Oh, it's 91, but feels like 92. We're getting a little cooler now. Uh, Johnny Cadillac still producing the show. I'm Jack Riggins, the host. Uh, we're getting on to second segment here. Uh, we've got Kathy Martinez from Autism Network in studio. Kathy, welcome. Thank you for having me. To Drive Time Lincoln, we've got, you know, if you're like, why Autism Network? Well, another Union Bank and Trust uh, $1 million big give recipient voted on by the people. Um, as I always like to say, you know, I honestly don't know what Autism Network does, and probably some of the listeners don't. So, you know, what's the mission of Autism Network? How did you get involved, you know, your passion for it and stuff like that? Sure. Um, The mission of the Autism Family Network is to help people with autism obviously lead a successful life and assist their caregivers and parents and finding those resources that are available in the community for those families. One of the things we were talking offline is you gave me some numbers, and I just think they're very good for people to know because I was kind of shocked by the numbers. I'm sure the current prevalence rate for autism spectrum disorder in the United States is one in 42. Wow. One in 42. And we were talking that that rate has been going up over the years, last couple. When I was in college in 1990, it was one in 10,000. When my son was diagnosed in 2005, it was one in 500. So was it your son that kind of drew you to this field, so to speak, and supporting him and then looking at what resources were and weren't there? Um, Yeah, in 2005, we just had to Google everything and and look for things and see what worked and what didn't work. And I thought how nice it would be to have um, those resources readily available so we wouldn't have to kind of weed through everything and find what's good and what's bad and so the Autism Family Network was developed in 2006 with just a handful of parents, and now we serve hundreds of families in Lancaster County. Wow. Some of the programs, like you said, because um, I think some people don't exactly understand autism or the spectrum, but um, you talked about caregivers, but what are some of the programs or, or focus points that you guys help uh, families with? Um, we focus on educational advocacy and legislative advocacy, and then we also provide community-inclusive activities for families free of charge. So when we do fundraising efforts, we make sure that everything that we do is free so all families can participate. Um, we also provide scholarships for swim lessons for children with autism since drowning is one of the leading causes of death with children with autism. Wow. I, I did not know that. Um, and I love the water and I can just, I mean, anytime you're around the water, it can be a dangerous situation. And, um, yeah, that's fantastic because, you know, learning self-survival and, and to be aware, um, as well as your programs, um, Union Bank and Trust comes up with the $1 million big give and, uh, a lot of 501Cs or nonprofits go out and apply. Um, I'm sure you guys were no different. Um, how did the application process go, and, and what did you think about the chances, uh, knowing that it was a vote of you know all of our citizens? Um, we decided to throw our hat in the ring, just like everybody else, because the worst that could happen was we wouldn't win. 
and we would be no different than what we were prior to mm-hmm. the contest. Um, we thought with the prevalence rate that our chances were good of getting a community vote as long as Union Bank and Trust made us a finalist mm-hmm. so we could participate in that vote phase. So you got into the vote phase, and then you have the vote phase, and I, I know kind of the process, but then there's kind of a time of waiting. And, and again, there's nothing to lose. But nonetheless, you, you have to think of, about, well, what could we do with this money, sure. right? Yes. This impactful money. Um, was that okay in your phase, or was there a little apprehension, or even a little like, oh, geez? Um, it was difficult to wait, um, but um, we were pretty confident because we, we knew that the community of, of our parents and our families and grandparents and professionals were supporting us. Yeah, and I think being... As you said, the extended network of folks that have uh, a loved one with autism or on the spectrum intimately are familiar with some of the challenges, and your network is out there you know, actively helping. And, and like you said, I think it's absolutely phenomenal that you just don't have to Google it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you have people that care. Uh, but then you, you guys received the award. The, how did the notification go and, I guess, the excitement uh, when you found out? Um, we were ecstatic. I had called um, some of our board members right away to tell them, and um, we were we were incredibly grateful for the community and for Union Bank and Trust for offering this chance to us. And now we just have to get our nose to the grindstone and start planning what we're going to do with the money and, and how we're going to implement that. You know, and that's the thing is it's a great, uh, I mean, I was surprised by it. It's a big influx of cash, which again, um, UBT can't thank you enough. And I think all the nonprofits had, but just as a member in the community, uh, your generosity. Um, and so that's the other thing you start to think, what are we going to do? How can we use it? How do you and autism network family network, how are you going to use it? Have you got that far? Um, we we do have several things that we'd like to apply some of the money to. One would be our scholarship program for the water safety program. And then mm-hmm. we also do Project Lifesaver, which is a wandering flag in conjunction with the Lincoln Police Department. And we want to make sure that that fund um, continues to provide those services for the community. And then we also have a basic needs scholarship for families who might have difficulty paying a utility bill or food um, and those families apply for that and we give to that so we'd like to maybe fund that a little bit yeah. more than we currently do and we'd also do our community inclusive events and continue to do that throughout the year uh, we're on with Kathy Martinez from the Autism Network and the part of the Un- Union Bank and Trust one million dollar big give uh, award recipient you mentioned and it it may have went right by you mentioned um, Finder's flag. Um, a wandering flag. Wandering flag. Can you explain that to the audience who may not be familiar with the importance of that to families with uh, a child that's on the spectrum? Um, certainly. And now it's, connect, uh, it's connection with Lincoln Police Department and first responders. Sorry. Sure. Um, vulnerable populations with intellectual disabilities sometimes tend to engage in elopement or wandering behavior, which puts them at risk. Um, danger, safety issues, and we do offer a program that gives people that qualify for that program a bracelet that helps track their location yeah. if they do get lost from their caregiver. And that we provide with LPD and the Autism Family Network work together in a collaboration to to provide that for the community. 
Yeah, that that's wonderful. And the reason I bring it up, folks, is you've heard me talk about my friend in California, Sean Hughes, um, who I served with, and he is a he and his wife are giant uh, autism advocates out there. And and as I was getting familiar with this subject, and I went to his house, he had locks at all different heights on his door because his son was a wanderer. And so as the sun grew, they kept changing locks to go higher and higher because he, he would just take off. And so, I mean, imagine, right, if a son or daughter or loved one, right, was wandering, like you said. And uh, what a great way for quick recovery that you guys are providing in conjunction with our first responders. And and we did have our first usage of that tracking equipment this year, earlier in the spring, with a young boy with autism who wandered away from his home. And the police were able to locate him in a very short amount of time, and he was safe, and yeah. it ended very positively. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, and it's a lot of foresight on your guys' part, um, because, I, like I said, I just happened to have experienced it um, uh, with my friend, and, and I know how impactful it is. Um, to have kind of that safety net, I think, for parents, you know. Yeah, um, it's, it's a nice peace of mind. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, you know, again, I always kind of act as if maybe the audience has never heard the subject. Um, you know, when we're talking about um, children, and it's not just children, right? I mean, children grow up, there's sure. adults. Um, what are some of your stories or impacts that, you know, you're really proud of in your network? Um, we have we have several. We, we're very busy people. We're primarily a board of volunteers um, who are parents of children on the spectrum. So we understand it firsthand. So we know where the gaps and the barriers are in mm-hmm. the community and things that we need to address. Um, one of the things that I really like is our basic needs scholarship. So, for instance, we had a mom, she's a single mom with five children, and she came to us and said her water was being shut off and asked if she could apply for the basic needs scholarship. So we did vote on that and paid her water bill to keep her and her kids with with water for the month. Yeah. And um we we've provided 27 children in the Lincoln community with swim scholarships and water safety scholarships in conjunction with Josh the Otter Foundation to teach basic water safety for kids on the spectrum since drowning is such yeah. a a huge cause of death for children in the autism community. Yeah, I, I'm glad to hear that you're connected with Josh Yotter and that foundation. Um, I, I'm very familiar with it, and and sad. I, I think you know, drowning is is something can be avoided, and and there's always accidents. But I think um, proactive teaching, proactive training, like you're providing, as well as um, it sounds like kind of emergency funds, you know, uh, for folks. Um, because we we're a good community, we're a supporting community, but sometimes people don't know where to go for that support, and so I think it's really cool. One of the other events that I'm very proud of is the Husker Hero event that we do in conjunction with the UNL Athletic Department every year, and we usually have between 500 and a thousand individuals with disabilities come out in Memorial Stadium Field and hang out with the athletes for the evening of fun and it's it's completely free paid for from generous donations such as this yeah and and i'll tell you what folks the student athletes love that as well i mean it's it's very humbling anytime um i think you have athletic prowess or you're very healthy individual um to uh, be there with other folks that are going through challenges um or maybe just you know 
have have been born with things and are living that's the right word with challenges that they can't overcome and so it's uplifting on both sides mm-hmm. i i think i think the athletes get just as much out of it as the individuals with special needs yeah oh, absolutely i mean i i know when we were in the military and people would visit um it just it, it gave you a good humbling sense of what you represented and how fortunate you are but at the same time what you can do as far as kind of paying it forward to help mm-hmm. others. And, and I think that it, you're absolutely right. I think both sides get a lot out of exactly. those events. Um, moving forward, is there any new initiatives besides what you're talking about, you know, kind of on the mid-range calendar or where you guys would like to go? Um, one of the things that we'd like to provide for the Lincoln community is an autism conference. There are other autism conferences that take place in the state and um, typically those fall during the work week, so more professionals can take advantage of that, but working class parents may not be able mm-hmm. to um, take time off from work. So we are in the process of planning an autism conference for Lincoln. Okay, well, here here we go. We've got to get you back on, okay. and we've got to get mass support for an autism conference, because I always say it's like G.I. Joe, knowing is half the battle. And so we got behind Tunnel for Towers, Lincoln. Let's get behind helping you get a conference here so that everybody out there that is interested and is dealing with this can get educated Perfect. and and find folks uh, because I think common ground and, and talking amongst, uh, you know, the caregivers that are dealing with this is very powerful. And, it, it, and the numbers speak for themselves. It's not going away. I just um, I'd like to have like a one stop shop where caregivers could come in and learn everything that they need to learn for their loved one. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, drive time. Lincoln's going to get behind that. Cause I, I'm kind, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit shocked that we don't have that um, to a degree. Like you said, it's going around in other parts of the state. Um, but you know, we're the second largest municipality here. Just from a number standpoint means we have a lot of cases, a lot of people that are dealing with this. And I think that it helps everyone if we're able to come together. And I agree with you, a one-stop shop or a conference where people can come and learn would be a fantastic thing, and, and I hope you'll take me up on that. I will. Thank you very much for the offer. Oh, you bet. Uh, you bet. I mean, this is what we've got to do. We've got to see problems. I mean, uh, Kathy Martinez from the Autism Family Network, I, I'm still in a little bit of shock about the numbers. I mean, we talked about it, uh, of how growing up it wasn't as prevalent, or um, and we have something in society, um, along with probably genetic disposition. Again, I'm not a doctor, um, but there's, I think, many more parents and grandparents and caregivers that are dealing with this as well as teachers and doctors i i would agree with that so you know being proactive and uh communicating about it um educating about it and and getting people that are dealing with the same things together is one of the best ways we solve problems there's there's so many things to learn it's like a completely different vocabulary um Lots of acronyms to learn. Sure. Um, completely different discussion once you are exposed to this this part of the the community. Well, and and the other thing is a lot of the maybe traditional things you learned growing up um, for parenting skills or mentoring skills, you have to learn new skills with this group, and it can be different per person. Right. Right. I mean, again, individuals and, you know, I think they say the spectrum for a reason. Yes. And once you meet one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. There you go. Because they're all different. That's right. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. said it much better than me. But that's a very accurate way to put it. Um, 
Kathy, I appreciate you coming on and sharing the story of of your network and um we want to get behind you and get a conference going here in Lincoln. That'd be awesome. And Union Bank and Trust, um, the award is great. Where can people find you guys? Um, you can find us at autismfamilynetwork.org, or you can email us at autismfamilynetworklincoln at gmail.com. There you go, folks. Kathy Martinez um, from the Autism Family Network here in Lincoln, really a self-starter, um, a group of parents getting together and um getting a network going to help. I mean, it, this is as good as it gets as far as folks seeing something and coming together as a community and Union Bank of Trust giving a real big award. That $100,000 is going to go a long way. And we appreciate uh, bringing it again. Kathy, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. All right, 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, KLIN, Drive Time Lincoln. We'll see you in a few minutes. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we just uh, finished up an interview uh, of the latest Union Bank and Trust $1 million Big Give recipient, uh, Autism Family Network, and Kathy Martinez explained it. We're going to try to get behind that here at Drive Time Lincoln and get that conference going for them. We need... A venue donated, and we need a caterer donated, folks. That's what we need. We can get this done. I'm going to keep talking about it because I think the numbers um, speak for themselves with autism, and it's growing across the nation, but even here in Lincoln. And I think the only way that caregivers and folks are dealing with that can get ahead of the curve like Kathy and Autism Family Network has done is to know where the resources are and, you know, to get there, like I said, G.I. Joe, knowing is half the battle and, you know, finding a one-stop shop or a place where there can be a conference and, and we can know would be great. Um, Senator Suzanne Geis, now mayoral candidate Suzanne Geis, as of 3 p.m. today, was on the show first segment. Thought she did a great job explaining uh, why uh, she's running for mayor as well as what some of her big platforms items are. Uh, real infrastructure, law and order, public safety small businesses getting back up on their feet and expanding Lincoln to the right size businesses coming into Lincoln. Um, yeah, easy platform. Basically, she said, uh, get the city's priorities in order and focus on Lincoln, uh, you know, and I can't argue with that. Um, again, if you're a mayoral candidate, any candidate on any side of the aisle, you're more than welcome to come on Drive Time Lincoln. Love to give you some time to get your platform out there. Tomorrow's an interesting one. We'll have another... Uh, UBT winner, but also we're going to have U.S. Ambassador Francis Rooney on to talk about the Pope and the Ukraine war. As a Catholic, I'm really looking forward to this. So that's tomorrow's show, 1499.3.